Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the sports staff of the Holland Sentinel, this is From the Press Box. With your hosts, Brian Vernellis, Dan Diadonna, and Chris Zatarazny. Welcome back to From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel Sports Staff's weekly podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. And boy, do we have a lot to cover this week with the postseason of college and high school things all over the place, plus March Madness approaching and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm sports editor Dan Diadana alongside assistant sports editor Chris Zadarazny. And this is our late night podcast uh, Very different. for you uh for you viewers that think we just do this all uh, at the same time every week, uh, this is a late night post coverage uh, podcast. So we're switching it up a little bit, moving into the wee hours yeah, in the morning. It's twenty to twelve right now. That's right, and that's not a score. <laughs> like it. So uh, let's start with the uh, boys' district basketball games. Uh, we just were at some tonight, and we have one remaining. We're going into the district final, and we have one remaining. We weren't sure if we were going to have any remaining. But uh, Hamilton upset Hopkins in the uh, semifinals today. They're moving on to the finals. Uh, Holland Christian, they lost uh, another close one to Unity Christian. And Zeeland West is and West Ottawa also lost tonight. So did Calvary and Holland. (coughs) And Saugatuck. So, and Saugatuck. So they were dropping like flies today, unfortunately. Um, Chris, what did you see? Well, I had a couple of great games tonight, honestly. Both West Ottawa and Zealand West played strong. Um, the first game for me was the Panthers. They got off to a really bad start. They were down like 10 nothing until they had, they had five points in the first quarter. And it was 10 nothing like that for Granville. Um, they played. And they brought it back to, I think, within nine points or so. Uh, in the second half, but they just they just couldn't overcome that hump. It was really difficult um, for them to get some offense going. Um, they really had trouble with the Granville defense. Their shots just weren't falling. Um, they had they had some some problems um, with that Granville offense as well, um, stopping it. And it, it was just a tough game. And, and Coach Steve Wendemuller said that this was kind of their mo all season. Um, they really got punched in the mouth he said um in a way uh and that's kind of happened for most of the games and they had a, to fight their way back and crawl their way back and it just wasn't enough um they put up a pretty good uh fight there in the second second half in the fourth quarter but they just didn't have enough to overcome the early deficit um really different way for their season to end after they went to the state final last year but after losing so much talent it was um a little more expected they wanted to get to the district, district final this year and they were just one one quarter, one good quarter shy of making it, unfortunately. Um, so they're they're out um, on the in the next game. Zealand West they had a great start, and then they had a poor second quarter um, where they were outscored. I think they were it was like double twelve to six something like that. They just they had trouble with the outside shooting of Hudsonville. Um, their three point shooting was fantastic. Um, Zealand West really couldn't counter with with what they had. It was tough um, on the. For the Ducks, so Mason Baker scored his 1,000th career point. We've got, I don't know how many kids scoring 1,000 points Four now. in about two weeks. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. 
Um, you just you don't see that very often in a season, let alone a, a two week stretch like this that we've had. So it's really no, incredible. You, no, you got to be at least a three year varsity player, pretty much, and to have four people like that, yeah, in the same class because it's you got to basically. Oh yeah, they're all seniors. Yeah. Um, I think Demetrius like might have gotten his thousandth point his junior. Year. Well, I can't remember, but besides that, <laughs> that's pretty obvious. For the most part, it's got to be a senior. Um, yeah, but I mean that's where we're at. I mean Mason Baker has been at three or four year varsity. He's been a four year starter. He he started starter. every game that he's played in except for senior nights in his freshman sophomore junior years. Those are the only three games he didn't start in his entire career, and he gotcha. played in everything else. That's crazy. So and, yeah, I mean, absolutely same incredible. thing. I mean Brad Osborne was a four year varsity player. Um, Natalie Dunn is four-year varsity player. Madeline Moore from Saugatuck, four-year varsity player. Um, kind of cool. Yeah, kinda it's really cool. neat. Um, but yeah, the Ducks they, they crawled back. They were within two to start the fourth quarter. I, th- I think it was the fourth quarter, third quarter, um, and they didn't. They just Hudsonville just kind of took off. They took flight, you can say, um, with some three-point shooting. They were real good at it. Gotcha. Um, and Dean Watch just couldn't catch up, and that was it for their season. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate way to 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 fall. Um, when they couldn't really counter, they they just couldn't stop the three point shooting, for sure. And then we've got um, I was at the uh, Holland Christian and Hamilton doubleheader. Uh, so Holland Christian faced Unity Christian in the opener in a one of the most highly anticipated district semifinal games in the state. Um, a rivalry game that both regular season games were close. Unity was trying to beat Holland Christian for the third time, which is always difficult to do, and they did. Uh, again in another close game um i mean it really came down to the final final minutes um and it was i mean both teams great defense great energy physical it was a it was a rivalry slugfest and it was great to see um but uh, unfortunately for the maroons that that's the end of their uh really strong season i mean it just unity was in the way of everything they did yeah um they ended up uh 16 and 5 and three of those losses are to unity yeah um that's pretty incredible i mean it's it's tough when the districts lay out that way that should have at least been a final absolutely yeah uh, that's, that's another when case they don't seed them that's what happens sometimes another case for seeding easily they're both i don't mention all uh, in the ap in division two i mean you have right. two two of the best teams in the state playing in the district that semis. easily could have been a regional semi yeah maybe even a regional final depending yeah. on what else was certainly there. but at least a regional but, semi at this yeah point, and know? that's uh it's it's just too bad it's yeah. just too bad um and this has happened to holland christian the last few years um but they had a a really good team with a good group of seniors vince overway gabe overway uh chris machma, chris machma. i mean that's three senior starters yeah i mean wireboss spent a lot of time he was a good depth player for but, them, though. Yeah, I mean, they're just it's just it's just too bad when a team that has that much talent and then there's just one team that's always in the way. West Ottawa was that team for other teams the last oh, couple certainly. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Hamilton girls are that team for everybody again. Um, but it's just it, it's too bad because they played really well too. Um, they played. Uh, Ethan Alderink was fantastic. Vince Over played great. Um, it was they really. I mean, they they played good enough to win a game to yeah. win the game uh but they didn't play as good as unity did um it's one of those one of those cliches it's a shame both teams couldn't move on you know that it's, right th- that is the case for this game because it was that good um then hamilton played uh hamilton eight and 13 hamilton played 15 and four hopkins 
and took it to them. Uh, they were leading almost the whole game. Of course, Hopkins had to come back late and tie and then make it real interesting. But uh, Hamilton kept their cool um, and sung some free throws. Uh, Tyler Stasowski. Ty Stasowski, uh as our Monsters, Inc. Uh, supported uh, prep player from Hamilton. Ty Stasowski. <laughs> uh, it was in my head all night because he had the ball almost the whole night. Uh, he was in control, and that helps a ton. Um, they won on Monday because Osborne and Bobby Tasma couldn't miss for a while. Um, Brad Osborne did not score in the first half, and they were up by six at halftime against a team that was wow. 15 and four. That's still incredible. And then, uh, I mean, Osborne had 12 in the second half. Um, Tasma played a good game, too, but they won because of Stazowski and Jaden Gruenheide had huge games uh, today. And they're going on to the final against Unity. And I'll be honest, I did not think this was going to happen. Um, but they played so well of late, and they've kind of bunched that momentum. And that's what happens in districts. There's always a team that you don't expect that just kind of puts it all together at the right time. Uh, now, they got an even taller task ahead of them against Unity Christian. But if all four, if all five of their starters can play strong at the same time, and they can get the outside shots and rebound against unity they got a shot they got a shot they're not gonna be the favorites but i don't think they weren't the favorites tonight no they're un- so they're i don't think they like goals. i think they like being the underdog yeah. so uh you never know what ha- what can happen but uh yeah so they're our lone team in a district final for the boys i wouldn't have thought that i would have not thought that either um you know don't, don't disrespect there at all no i mean, I mean just, and based on the draw surprise. too you know i mean i i did not ex- i expected them to win on monday but I, I thought they would have. I thought on paper that they would have lost tonight, yeah. um, and they played great. Um, so maybe there'll be a surprise run. Can you imagine yeah. oh, somebody else upsetting Unity Christian? That would be something. Well, Hudsonville, they've Unity seen Christian, them enough. Yeah, they they beat Hamilton seventy eight forty eight and sixty seven thirty nine in both matchups. So right, it's a tall task for the Hawkeyes. Right, but you get everybody going. You never know. Once. You never know. In the That's why we play the game. That's right. Um, so yeah, so it was good. Good season all around for everybody else. Um, Holland had a much improved season. They lost tonight uh, in their district semifinal. Um, Calvary had a pretty good season. Saugatuck had a little bit of a disappointing season. Fenville season was decent. Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, it was a pretty good year, all top to bottom. Yeah, it was pretty I'd good year, so. top to bottom. But uh, um, you know that the way the districts are too. I mean, you know, Fenville has a good Fenville and Saugatuck have good teams, and they're they're playing. Covenant Christian, Calvin Christian, whatever. Always, it seems like every time. So it's it's hard because I feel like the way that it, there, it's hard for teams to make deep runs on the boys' side. Um, and I mean, I think it's it's hard on the girls' side too. But most of the girls' teams around here are playing each other. Yeah. So the odds are that one of them could make a run or two. Um, but the boys, they, it was split up a little bit more this year. They're in three. The bigger schools are in three or four different districts instead of two. So that's just a little different. Yeah. So, all right. So let's look ahead to the girls' district. We've got um, Zeeland West playing Hudsonville on Monday. Uh, Hamilton is playing. Oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. Who's Hamilton playing? Somebody they're going to beat. <laughs> they should. They finished the season nineteen and zero. I mean, that's. Yeah. First time in school history, by the way. Right. Incredible. Right. Zealanese is playing Jenison. 
uh, West Ottawa and Holland have buys, and they're all in the same bracket together, which is with oh with Hudsonville and with uh, Jenison. So uh, yeah, could be a could be pretty interesting. Um, Hamilton and uh, Holland Christian in a different different bracket. Yep. Yeah, they'll play uh, Wayland at Unity. Christian. Oh, that's right. They play they play Wayland. Hamilton plays Wayland. Holland Christian has a bye. Yep, um, that's correct. So it could be a Holland Christian Hamilton final in that one. Um, East Zealand East and West. If they can win their first games, they can beat anybody. Yeah, that's very true. Um, West Ottawa has a bye, so they'll they'll play the West Hudsonville winner. Right. I mean, on paper, West Ottawa and Hudsonville would be the two favorites. Right. Out of that group um but you got enough things that can mess that up enough good team i mean good teams with good players meg morehouse for zealand east could mess something up for somebody she did it to west ottawa last year she scored 20 what 22 or 24 points in the second half yep. against west ottawa and knocked west ottawa out of the district last year single-handedly just about single-handedly um kaylee baker can dominate uh, from a lot of different ways she's a great defender Gets a lot of block shots, gets a lot of rebounds. Um, she can take over a game. Um, you know, it's it's. Yeah. You never know. You never know what, what can happen there. And obviously, Natalie Dunn can take over a game. Um, but uh, should be very interesting. All in that one group there. I yeah. mean, I think Hamilton and Holland Christian are clearly the Hamilton's clearly the best team in their district. And then there's a big drop from them to Holland Christian. Right. And then there's a big drop from Holland Christian to everybody else. Um, now I'm not saying Holland Christian couldn't beat Hamilton. They played them pretty tough, which is on paper. There's there's quite a drop there, and then there's like, but that's how good Hamilton is because Holland Christian is clearly better than everyone else in the district. I would fully expect to see Hamilton play Holland Christian in that district final. It would be and it'll be good. Hopkins will give Holland Christian a run, provided they beat Unity Christian. Right, but it should be a Holland Christian Hamilton final, which would be great to watch. Right, definitely, definitely. And then uh, you know, Fenville and Saugatuck. And uh, Black River all in one, and they—you uh, never know what's going to happen with them. I mean, I—I th- I just, I mean, they got Calvin Christian down there, so I think they're the favorite. But Corinne Howard for Fenville, she's scored a couple of thirty-point games this year. You never know. Um, Saugatuck's got, you know, Madeline Moore and Aaron Stannis and Zoe Myers, and a lot of people that can that can take control. Saugatuck really—they've never—they haven't had too many players take control of a whole game, but right. it'll be in a quarters. Madeline Moore take take control in this quarter. Then Zoe Myers will take control in that quarter. Then Aaron Stannis will take control in a quarter, and then uh, Warner will take. You know what I mean? They just it just goes like that, and yeah. that's that can make a team very dangerous too, because um, they don't count on anybody specifically, right? Uh, the same way. So. Yeah, Sagatuck has a bye, so they'll await the winner of Calvin Christian, uh, Black River, and Fenville will play in the first round against Potter's House, and then right. whoever wins advances against right. I Covenant guess, Christian. I would, I would guess Fenville wins that game, and I would guess Calvin Christian beats Black River, but you never know. Yeah, you never yeah. know. Um, but it could make for some. It could be. Things. It could be a Sagatuck Fenville final. Yeah, it which would be. be also very exciting yes, too. And, absolutely, and I think Fenville really wants that. And I don't. I don't think Sagatuck does. Sagatuck's won both matchups, but yeah, man, there was a time in that last matchup, the Never Forgotten game, where Corinne Howard hit three threes in a row, and they were up, you know, near halftime, and it looked like, oh boy, she's going to score fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and she, I don't want to say she could score fifty. I mean, she could score fifty, but I wouldn't put that on anybody. But 
she could easily score thirty. She could have if she if that uh, shooting kept going, she could have scored thirty some points. Yeah. I mean, it's just um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but it's very exciting that that all the girls' teams really have a shot yes. at winning. Yes, game, at least one game, if not more. I know a lot of them are against each other, so uh, there's only really three teams that could advance because we only have three districts worth of right. teams. But they all have a shot at winning their districts, which is really rare for it's us exciting too uh for especially on the girls side it's re- it's girls basketball the last two three years has been fantastic top to bottom we've had great teams in the past we've had great players in the past but top to bottom it's been fantastic the last few years and that's been very exciting um to watch especially some of these star players go head to head um and you know we were talking about this earlier our when we we're trying to pick our all area teams on the girls side there'll be six kids on the first team including the player of the year the six out of the six kids we pick, and no, we're not going to give you a hint on that now, but you can draw your own conclusions based on the way we've been talking. Uh, they all could be the player of the year in a they lot really of places. Yes. In a lot of places yeah. this year, and that usually doesn't. That was the case last year for the girls too. I feel uh, that pretty much all the kids on the first team could have been the player of the year, um, but that doesn't happen very much. So uh, I'm going to enjoy the fact that we have this. Let's go to girls basketball. It's great competitive right basketball, and it makes for entertaining and great, a lot of fun Definitely. for everyone around. I mean, really, Definitely. Definitely. And speaking of entertaining basketball, the Hope women are headed to Wartburg, Iowa. Would you like to be called Wartburg? It just seems it's just, a long just drive, weird. man. It's a long drive to Iowa. Ooh. Unfortunately, they lost to Trine, so they don't get to host. Trine's hosting. Trine is hosting. Uh, no, they are no, actually not. They're, they're not. They're, sorry, they are going to Thomas More. They're going to Thomas More. Because Oof. they're they're. It's our last year in the uh, division three before they move up to NAIA, right? So they get to host for one more. Gotcha. One more yeah. Round. So I mean, it's so that's not a fun trip for either team, really. I mean, it. No. I mean, it could be a very fun trip for both teams, depending on how they play, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Hope plays Wheaton. Um, Wheaton's one of the few teams that have has beaten Hope at DeVos Fieldhouse. The women have only lost like, what, seven games at DeVos well, Fieldhouse? I think it's a little more now because like Trine. 15 years. Oh, yeah. Beside, oh, yeah. I think Trine's up to two double digits at this point. Like maybe 10 or 11 they've lost. But. Gotcha. And like four of them but, are to Trine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. four to Trine. So, um, but Wheaton's one of the te- few teams that have won here. Um, they're always good. Just like Hope's always good. You know, it's, it's a perennial contender. So, Chris, how do they regroup? I mean, they lost for a third time to Trine. In what double overtime? What a what had a chance was. had chances to win it. How do you recover from that and then go to Iowa? Well, the first thing is you got to forget about that game at Trine. You, you lost. You're in the tournament. It you know you you don't have the WAC tournament or the WAC. Sorry, the MIAA tournament title um, like you wanted. Um, so you got to forget about it and and go on the road and just uh, you know fix what you got to fix and and move on from there. Um, I watched that game on YouTube on Saturday night um, with uh, our in, our intern, our freelancer down there, um, writing for us, and it was one of the best games I've seen competitively. I mean, it was back and forth, two top ten teams going at it for you know a tournament title. Hope just missed a couple extra shots and made one too many fouls at the end. That's all it really was. But that's all it takes when you get to postseason now. And that's how all these games are going to be or could be. That's what the postseason is. It's it's, it's, You make a mistake, it's going to cost you. Um, So they're going to have to fix those mistakes. This team, though, has had the experience of a tournament run like they did last year. 
And as freshmen, they know what to expect now. They're a little more experienced. They're a little more understanding of what the process is like. And um, they, although they hosted, they still understand the grind that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a tough, tough little pod for them. They've got uh, Wartburg hosting. They're ranked 13th. And Bethany, Bethany Lutheran is unranked. But they are 22-6 and six this year. So um, both teams have great records. And uh, Wheaton, is, I think, is 14th. Or sorry, twenty first overall. Okay, so they're they're ranked. They're always good. No slouches um, here. They haven't they haven't played each other since the sixteen seventeen season opener when that went to overtime, and it was a ninety nine ninety seven win for Hope. That was a great game um, to open up that season. Um, but it's going to be a tough one for Hope. They they're just going to have to rely on what they've done all year long. Um, looking at the bracket, the rest of the way, they've got a pretty good shot to get to the next round, the second round, and potentially further. But you can't look ahead if you're the team. You just got to play the next game. No. No, I would say on paper they're fairly favored to win the first game. Yeah. Um, but, oh, well, they are by the rankings. Certainly, certainly. Um, but, yeah, it should be. What's going to help them is they're going to have to should be they're gonna have to score early and often, and they're going to have to play solid defense. Yeah. Um, they, they are outscoring Wheaton, I think, by an average of 10 or more points per game. Gotcha. So they're going so to have to keep that going. Keep that going. All right, and if you remember last year, they had the freshman backcourt starting, uh, as you alluded to. And the NCAA tournament became Kennedy time. Yes. Kennedy Schoonveld from Holland Christian, she has the knack for rising to the occasion in crunch time. She did it in high school. She's done it at Hope. She really had a couple of monster games in the NCAA tournament last year as they made a deep run. And um, that hasn't really consistently exploded out of her offensively at least this year would you say i would agree with that i think she's taking a little more of a different role um uh, she's second i think um in points per game for hope at 10.3 right behind frankie buchanan who's at 14.5 right um but she hasn't really needed to in the games that hope has played right they've played a lot of depth and they've been able to circulate that depth into average scoring for everybody right. all like 14 players are averaging 1.2 points or more i think in this team which is incredible right that doesn't happen for a lot of teams right um so it's in, in crunch time now in the, in the tournament we're not going to see that depth a whole lot in in those big moments we're going to see, no, kennedy you'll see a the lot first more. and second wave but maybe not the third yeah we'll see kennedy a lot more and i think that we're going to see it again she's yeah. she's capable of it and she knows she's capable of it right i feel like she's a ticking time bomb and i think that that is what happened last year um i don't think it was the same circumstances i think it was she rose to the occasion in crunch time and kind of grew up out of being a freshman in the ncaa tournament last year and i think this year she knows what it's about and i think that she's just waiting to explode at the right time yeah um so this could be really interesting for them because if if frankie has some monster games and olivia vasco is playing great defense and rebounding and scoring a little bit and She's Kennedy has a monster game at the same time. That is a tough team to beat. Yes, absolutely. And I, I, I wouldn't even call Olivia Vasco a dark horse, yeah. but she's kind of a dark horse in that she's another big on the floor for Hope with Frankie, and she's going to give you that, that size inside. And she's she's the defensive player of the year for a reason in the MIAA. Yep. Like she's really good at rebounding, and she can defend really well. Not she's bad for her first year. She gets all those blocks. Yeah. She can rise to the occasion in this tournament where last year she wasn't she wasn't a starter last year either. Right. But she got the some of the experience. This right. is her time to shine and I think I think she can get to that next level as well. 
Yeah, and I think that it doesn't have to be offensively for her. I mean, any points she scores on putbacks or whatever is great, but she draws so much attention away from Frankie. Yes. And vice versa. Frankie can draw so much attention away from her yeah. that it could leave her open for it's a great big one-two game punch. as far on the offense. If they can get that working and all their guard play, that's – I mean, they could beat anybody. I mean, it wouldn't, they really could. it wouldn't surprise me if they were in the Final Four. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they lost in the second round because the field is that strong. They're on the road. But they, they have the talent to get there. Close games as yeah. well, and they have the talent to get there, though. Yes. But yeah, it's it could be it could be very exciting for sure. And you know, sometimes it's good to go on the road. I know I was a long way, but every time that the final four was here, they missed it by one game, the Elite Eight, three times, and one time they didn't even make the tournament. When they won the national championship, they won every single game on the road. Well, here we are. Every single game on the road. They're they not going to host. They didn't get to host anything. They're not going to host second round. Most likely, if they make it, it's almost a uh, you know they they might, but it's well, it's, it's a, not likely. they reseed it, so it, you don't really know, and it's geographic. So true, they could true. they could host the sweets uh, sweet sixteen and elite eight. Yeah, we don't possible. know, but I doubt it. Um, right. But you never know. Sometimes that's good. You know, you have this long road trip, team bonding. You know, it feels more real sometimes when you play NCAA tournament games. In your home court, it doesn't have the same NCAA tournament feel. It just feels like a regular game, um, which sometimes is really good because it's the comfort level is there. But sometimes, you know, it builds up to that too by right. going on the road. So we'll see what happens. Um, sticking with basketball, we had Michigan versus Michigan State in their first of two matchups on Sunday. Uh, Michigan State getting the better of the Wolverines by seven points. Um, Chris, I mean, two top 10 teams going at it. It was a close game. I mean, it's kind of what you expected. Um, but Michigan State was playing without, like, three of their best players. They were impressive. They were really impressive. Nick Ward's out. Langford's out. They they were a, that's a gritty win for them. Like, that was impressive. They went into Chrysler and just took the energy away at times. It was there, but at times, Michigan State just knew what they were doing. Um, I was able to watch for most of the game on Sunday. Um, they they knew what to do in crunch time, um, and they did it. They they kind of took away the outside shooting. Um, Charles Matthews getting hurt from Michigan didn't really help. He kind of twisted his ankle. Um, so losing one of your top players obviously isn't going to help you at all. But they they shut them down uh, on the offensive end. Like they just Michigan just couldn't get a basket. They couldn't buy a basket at times. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the second matchup of the final game of the regular season. Like this is. This is a rivalry that that you could see in a tournament play out in the final four, maybe in the championship game. You just never know. Um, Michigan has got some learning to do. I didn't think they would perform the way they did. They just didn't look. They looked a little off. They just didn't look like they were in their own sync. Their own chemistry was working. Um, tough loss for them, but probably in the long you know, run, a good loss for them, though. Certainly, as a, they get a learning they look, loss. You know, yeah. they, you never want to lose your rival, but at this point in the season, you're you're almost locked to make that NCAA tournament. Yeah, you really got to fall apart in the last few weeks here, um, but this is a good learning loss for them. They they should be able to grow from it and and come back stronger. Yeah, exactly. Could be a. I'd love to see them on opposite sides. You never know. We've been we've been waiting for yeah. Michigan Michigan State both in the Final Four. Could happen. Could I'll tell happen. you what though, Cassius Winston 
embedded himself as the Big Ten Player of the Year in that game. No doubt. He was up against uh, uh, Simpson, um, Xavier Simpson, and and he just shut him down offensively. It was it was that was it. Um, I think Cassius Winston is the best player in the Big Ten. Wow. After that game, and it's it says a lot when you're missing a couple of your big men that are contributing that should be contributing and they're not right um, because sure. of injuries. So definitely, um, yeah, well done, Winston. Definitely. All right, we got some other sports to talk about here. It's not just basketball going on right now, although it seems to be, you know, it's the, the hot topic right now with the madness and the madness begins getting ready to the madness. Yeah, and you know, NCAA tournament starting for the smaller divisions and everything. So, um, but uh, we got some wrestlers and some swimmers doing some things. Uh, Chris, we had seven wrestlers going to the state finals. Five from Holland, one from Zealand East, one from Zealand West. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week, but just um, what are we expecting here? What are the chances? I mean, we talked before about just how cool it was that the Holland's got five kids going, first time since 1978. Read that all in the Sentinel this week. Um, but what are their, what are their chances? How, how are these kids going to finish? Well, Or how could they finish, I should say? What do you I th- think? I think there's a good chance of the seven that two are likely to place all state, which is top eight. There's it's top sixteen in your weight class going into Ford Field on Friday. Um, he plays top eight, you're all state. Easton Mendoza of Holland won his regional, and Carter Hinson of Zelius won his regional. Um, they're both very capable. They've been at a state tournament before, so they're they're both planning on winning. To be honest with you, they, that's what they told me. They want to win. <laughs> Sure, and who doesn't? I mean, who wouldn't want to win? Right, you're just, you're just close. Of course, you want to win. Um, the other wrestlers: Taji Vorvang of Zealand West, Holland's uh, Jaeger Shippa, Michael Landine, Isaiah Bernal, and Javier Ramos. Um, all all won in the blood round um, to advance, so they all finished at least third to fourth in the regional, which doesn't set them up pretty well for a matchup, a first round matchup. At Ford Field, they're going to hit a seed. Is what they're going to hit a yeah. seeded uh, kid that are real good. You know, very few losses, and they're going to have a tough road to try and get all state. Um, at this point, it's just you, you do what you can. You, know, you got to this point. Let's go out there and give it all you got. Um, they they have a decent chance at getting all state, but they've got to work real hard for it, and they've got to be mentally mentally tough against some of these best kids in the state. For sure, and I would guess that what the Holland kids have going for them is the camaraderie. They will be there cheering each other on. They're not there by themselves. Yes. They, I mean, it showed at regionals, they rode the momentum of each other. Um, So, I mean, all it takes is one big performance from one of them, and who knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, It should be very entertaining, to say the least, though. I mean, just having five guys from one team there. Of the five, three are are seniors. The only three seniors on the team all made it, which is incredible. That's cool. Ramos, Landine, and Shippa. They're all in, which is really cool. Um, Landine wrestles first. He's the first one out there. So he's, you know, he'll be out there on the mat with all four of his teammates behind him cheering him on. So it's going to be exciting. Very cool. Nothing quite like it, too. Have you been, you've covered it at Ford Field? I've not been to Ford Field. I've been to the Palace. It's incredible Palace. Palace. Yeah. I can only imagine what it's like at Ford Field. Um, A lot bigger stage. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. So looking forward to that. Um, And then that's this weekend. Uh, we got swimming next weekend. We can talk a little bit more about the state championship swim meet uh, next weekend for the boys. But uh, Zeeland held off Holland Christian to win the OK Green championship on Saturday. 
and West Ottawa cruised to the OK Red Championship, six in a row for them. Uh, their seniors have not lost a single meet that's not the state meet. Wow. Which is incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. So they're aiming for a state title this year, and we will discuss that quite a bit more next week. Um, but wanted to shift stick stick in the water here and shift a little bit. Uh, if you guys didn't see this story, well, shame on you for not reading the Sentinel. <laughs> but uh, just kidding. So, uh, but the Hope swim team, the women's swim team, won on Saturday the MIAA championship. So first one in fifteen years. And coach uh, John Patnot, it's his final year. He's retiring after 39 years as coach. And so they sent him out a winner. Unexpectedly, it was crazy. I mean, they had a shot because part of it, well, they they swam out of their minds, which was the first thing. Uh, They got a little help when Calvin DQ'd a relay, um, but that wouldn't have necessarily guaranteed it either. So, um, but for them to come out and win for coach Patton on his last in his last meet i mean they won 15 years ago was the last time they won that was my first year here which made me feel really old by the way um so i saw their my first miw meet that i covered was the hope women winning and that was quite a while ago 2004 but uh that to to go out a winner like that for a coach it's just incredible it's incredible the the swimmers were overjoyed by it the there were so many alumni swimmers that were there um everybody was just so psyched because uh, it hadn't happened in a while and to send coach pat on out like that was just it was just an amazing amazing thing meg peel was named swimmer of the meet uh the diver of the meet was from calvin josie smith who's from zealand west um lots of local uh, local swimmers were shining on all kinds of areas um, for uh, for Hope and for Calvin and for Albion. Mac Robertson and Connor Robertson from Zealand helped Albion win the men's title. Um, and then you had you know best times uh, across the board in the mile, especially Paige Kuhn from Hope and uh, Robin Ellens from Calvin. Each dropped like 17 or more seconds in their best wow. mile. Um and finish, I think, 3-4 uh, in the league. And it was just – it was that kind of set the tone on the final day. And then just everybody kind of crushed it. Hope won a bunch of relays. And the excitement just continued to build throughout. And it was uh, it was really incredible to see uh, them win that one uh, for Coach Pat Not So that was, a, that was a super cool moment to be a part of, especially because I've covered, I think, all 15 – of the 15 past MIAA championships, at least a day of it here or there, if not the whole meet. Um, so to see that and have it happen at the, uh, aquatic center here, um, yeah, at home of all places, pretty cool. And then like hopes, Sydney Aslan, she went to Holland Christian. She was, uh, you know, one of the state's best swimmers and had, but that was her home pool. She had to finish. I mean, she's probably, she's going to nationals on a relay, but she basically got to finish her career in their home pool. With a win, that's awesome. It's so cool. You, you can't get any better than it's that. It's so cool. It's so cool. So, um, so congratulations to Coach Pat on a great uh, career, and to hope on uh, sending him out a winner. Very, very, very cool thing to uh, to to witness in person uh, this weekend. So, um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more. Hopefully, West Ottawa hockey wins on Friday, and we can talk a little bit more about them next week too. 
Um, they have a uh, regional semifinal matchup after uh, winning really big in the yeah. regional opener. Um, so they play Jenison on Friday. Yeah, should be the Jenison Zealand team. Yeah, should, should be, be a good. Should be a good. Uh, should be a good matchup. Uh, they, they've played each other close over the years. So, uh, but yeah, it should be. Should give us some more things to talk about next week. Uh, you know, as we get into the next week of postseason uh, stuff for the high school, and uh, we'll have some hope basketball to wrap up and maybe or maybe wrap up and preview. Uh, same thing for the boys basketball. We got girls basketball districts next week. Uh, the state swim meet coming up next weekend. We'll re- recap the wrestling state finals, and I'm sure there'll be some other things that pop up in the world of sports Certainly. that we want to talk about as well. So, um, yeah, but that's uh, probably more than you bargained for with, with this podcast. It's action-packed week. It's a postseason a lot edition. Happening, man. Postseason a lot editions happening. are a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, go out and see some postseason stuff. There's lots of things going on between wrestling and swimming and basketball and hockey um, that are that are going on. And uh, we'll we'll be back to talk about it all next week. Uh, for Chris, I'm Dan. Have a good one. going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.